Welcome to Before It Breaks, a home maintenance repair podcast where we provide expert advice and tips on how to keep your home in top shape. From fixing leaky faucets to patching drywall and everything in between, our knowledgeable hosts will guide you through the process of DIY home repairs. We'll also cover preventative maintenance to help you avoid costly repairs down the road. So whether you're a seasoned DIYer or a novice homeowner, join us for practical advice and solutions to keep your home running smoothly. Well, hello there. Today we are joined by uh, Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin is a handyman by trade. Um, And well, we'll just let him kind of start. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Eugene. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I understand that you you weren't a handyman. You were just a very handy fellow. um, And it just kind of uh, kind of morphed into being a handyman. Uh, how did that turn out? How did that work? Well, I'm not even sure if I would have called myself a handy fellow at all. Uh, I was, <laughs> uh, I guess I should start at the beginning. Um, we, my wife and I, we were looking for our first house and we didn't have any money. We were a year out of college and just trying to find something we could afford. And this was, this was, right at the beginning of 2020 and so the the market where we're at was pretty crazy and so uh, someone we knew was selling something and it wasn't on the market yet and it was the only thing we'd seen that we could actually afford and it was it was a disaster but hey we could afford a house so we're like we can fix it up right and (laughs) that's I guess how I got started in the, the DIY uh, world, I guess. So what was your, at that point, what was your, your strengths or were you just going to jump in with two feet and, you know, crush fingers and hope it works out? I don't think I had any strengths really. When I was probably 12 to 15, I had a couple years in there where I helped my dad replace our, our roof. We convert our garage into a couple bedrooms and stuff. And so I had a little bit of experience there years before, but besides that, I, I didn't have any personal, I'm the one doing everything experience. Well, that's, it's, it's quite a, uh, quite an experience, quite an ordeal. Um, what was your major setbacks? What, where there was a point, I know there was, when you're fixing up your house going, you know, we should just call somebody and pull a loan and pay somebody to do it. Um, and then there was a tipping point between, no, I'm stubborn. I'm going to do this. And it turned into a, a career. Well, I would definitely say there were a ton of disasters along the way. Uh, when we got the house, I think our dreams and vision were a bit bigger than our schedules, our our pocketbooks and everything to afford. But when we bought the house, it was by the end of the week. Okay. So we had our closing, I think on a Wednesday. And by the end of the week, I was laid off my job because COVID shutdown happened and I went on unemployment. My wife lost her job. I think it was the next day. So from us closing on our house, suddenly we're both unemployed. And so 
we had invested all the money we had into the house and we didn't have, we, we couldn't, uh, we wouldn't have uh, qualified for any loans. And so it was pretty much do it ourselves. And so we had a wall we were taking down between the living room and kitchen. There was electrical there. We were trying to redo the ceilings in the entire home, taking down the old popcorn. And it was a disaster. We didn't have money for tools. And so I, I scraped about 1,200 square feet of ceiling just with like a, a little four-inch scraper. Oh, wow. And yes, <laughs> it, it was a nightmare. And I was on a ladder for, I think it was four weeks. I, I wasn't working. So I had all the time in the world, but I, I it between the wall and the ceiling, it it's beautiful now, but it was a disaster then. So your success story is basically sheer will, determination, being stubborn, and the fact that you had to. I, I'd say so. It was it was definitely that. And we did have to finally call some help in, but uh, for example, that wall we took down, we had the outlets and light switches to our kitchen, living room, dining room. That was all connected in that wall. And I was just like, oh, well, hey, let me just take the same wires, pull them back to the next, you know, around the doorway. We'd be good to go. Well, I don't know what I did, but we <laughs> we were without kitchen, living room and dining room lights for the next I think it was year. Wow. <laughs> so we oh, had wow. lamps going. We had uh, an extension cord just to, yeah, have lights on. And uh, finally, it was like, we got to get someone out here. Like, we, we put the little bit of money we had into it and got an electrician out. And he was done in, like, I think it was 45 minutes to an hour. It was super fast. And it's just like, well, a year of struggle and attempting DIY, it was just, done that fast oh over an hour right <laughs> yes <laughs> you know and those are kind of the stories i mean they, they suck but they 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 teach us they uh they let us know where we diy and we diy can't um yeah it definitely pushes you to your personal limit and especially with electrical it's dangerous you know and you kind of plus start messing with it unless you know what you're doing it could really hurt you and but to be a, a about a year without power in your kitchen. That's just, that's a definite DI don't. <laughs> I'd agree. Uh, so then you kind of moved on from that. You learned you, uh, and then from there you went into handyman uh, contracting type work. Um, where did you start with that? What services did you start with that being limited knowledge? So. My wife, she, she was able to go back. Uh, she found another job and she actually, uh, the office she was in called in the guy to put a shelf up on the wall. And she was telling me the story and the guy, I think it was three or four hours later, this, the shelf was wobbly. It wasn't level. And the guy charged an arm and a leg. And it, he even had my wife run to the store for a couple different items and so at this point, I'm still unemployed. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I could do just as bad of a job for half that amount of money and I'd be happy. <laughs> and I was like, with all the experience I had DIYing, you know, I should 
I really need something and I don't know, I'll, I'll find something. And so, uh, the first job I had was this, uh, medical facility that was starting up and they just needed like two Ikea desks put together. And so I had a couple hand screwdrivers and I was like, Hey, I can do this for like 12 bucks an hour. And I, uh, they were like, great. And I, yeah, I just get started with that really just putting together Ikea furniture for probably a good one or two months. You know, and somebody has to do it because I mean, I run into people all the time, you know, I could probably do it, but I don't want to, or it's way out of my wheelhouse. I have no idea what I'm doing. And you get in there and make it look easy. And they're like, how do you do that? And yeah, it's, it's experience and practice and just starting with what, you know, um, so you're kind of, you've been doing this a while and you're kind of a, a full-fledged handyman offering, I don't know, I'm assuming, uh, mostly full services. Um, how many homeowners do you run across that they just have a nightmare mess that you've been there, done that. And you look at it and you just, oh my gosh. And you shake your heads like, let me help you. <laughs> You know, I would say there, there's, there's quite a bit, uh, and it, it ranges from all sorts of skill sets too, because um, everyone has their specialties. But there's some people I come across, and IKEA furniture is probably too much for some people, and others they're a little bit more advanced, but that can get into much more dangerous waters when they try to DIY their own kitchen or bathroom remodel, and. You know, messing up on a piece of furniture is one thing, but when you've got your, your bathroom all taken apart and that's your only bathroom in the house, it, it's definitely a much more serious situation for people. And you know how that is. Your, your kitchen was without power, no living room is one thing, but the kitchen and, and I mean, uh, yeah, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Uh, You know, um, I run into just the other day, uh, a lady that was trying to, uh, repair drywall in her house. Like somebody punched a hole in it or something. And she was all freaked out about it. Oh, my house is going to fall down this and that. And it's no big deal. You can, you can take six years to fix drywall. Not hurt. It looks bad, but it's not hurting nothing. And then you run into people. Yeah. They got their bathroom. They're over their head. They don't have the finances to hire somebody and they're living in a construction zone for years. It's, it's horrible. Um, what would you suggest to people to keep from getting into that situation? I think, well, cause yeah, like you just said, we lived in a construction zone for several years and honestly, <laughs> it's funny as a, you know, the, the saying that, uh, that, what the cobbler's kids have no shoes. <laughs> I feel like now that I'm, uh, doing full-time handyman work, there's a lot of stuff around our own home. That's like, Oh, you know, I should find a handyman to fix it around here. <laughs> it's just let it get away from me. But I would say so much surfaces, I think, are a great DIY thing. Painting, um, filling in holes in your walls, um, replacement work. But once you start getting beyond that, for example, the wiring that I was, I was doing, if I was just replacing an outlet, replacing some switches, that's easy. Something that you can take a picture of before you take it apart. And 
if you can't figure it out, just put it all back the same way. But when you're you're messing with other stuff beyond that, I think that gets a little bit too much. And I think a good question a homeowner should ask themselves is if it doesn't work, what's going to be the consequences? For example, you know, if there's a holes in your wall, I mean, you mentioned like if the wall's rough, you try spackling, you try doing some mudding or some painting or something like that, and you don't, doesn't work right. Well, your wall doesn't look so good or, you know, the holes are rough, but if you go to remodel your bathroom and replacing your toilet doesn't go right, you're without a toilet. Or you flood your Um, house. (laughs) Right. Which I actually, I literally just talked to a homeowner today. They just flood their house twice with trying to do their own dishwasher. So again, you have to ask yourself, uh, I mean, can, trying it yourself is great, but w- what are the potential consequences here? Because, yeah, dealing with water, electricity, burn the house down, flood your home. Those are some big things. But, yeah. hey, how about replacing outlet covers? You know, if you mess up with that, you got a cracked outlet cover. You're not burning your house down. You're not really damaging anything else. And, and that's very true. That is so true over and over um so how about when you run into the DIYer, whether they're good at what they do or, or not and they show you a picture they find online and says you know i want my kitchen to look like this and i hate to say it but a lot of the online pictures and them, them kitchens they're uh electronically doctored or they're done by a professional um they're really expensive hundred two hundred thousand dollar kitchens and they're like oh i've got a twenty thousand dollar budget let's do this what what do you suggest to a homeowner when they've got a project in mind where do they go to research what it's going to take how much it should take um you know can you even get that product stuff like that should they go online and start researching on their own before calling somebody or just call 15 or 20 contractors and hope for the best? I think in our, our day and age of information at our fingertips, I think research still isn't performed enough or valued enough because so many people, they watch HDTV or some other home DIY network or TikTok or Facebook reels, however it is. And they see this beautiful project, the kitchen, a bathroom, some other part of their home. And they, and oftentimes too, they make it look so easy. I mean, HGTV, it's an hour program and they have a brand new home at the end of it. Right. Or some of these uh, TikToks where it's, you know, five minutes complete kitchen makeover and i guess what i would encourage diyers to do is don't don't be rushed uh go on facebook there's groups for anything nowadays and they they can be so specific too for example there's not just kitchen remodeler or kitchen remodeling for diyer groups there can be, you know, cabinet refacing or cabinet handle installation groups on Facebook. 
Even that oh, specific. Yeah, way down to just straight up doorknobs. Yes, yes. Right, whole groups of people dedicated just to that, and it, it's amazing. There are some enthusiasts for things you would never imagine. And so join these groups, get on YouTube, uh, follow, follow a handful of people. And what ends up happening is you'll kind of start getting a broad range of how things are done, how people do things. Because while there are many different ways things are supposed to be done, there are still ranges within that that is safe, acceptable, and appropriate to do when you're remodeling or DIYing. And so I just think getting acclimated to that, exposing yourself, and just really getting into what this process is. And I mean, again, definitely don't be rushed doing these projects. Uh, spend some weeks. I would really even encourage months. Uh, instead of watching TV every night, watch an hour or two literally of, of YouTube videos. And it almost just becomes second nature for a DIYer. And I, I think that's the point at which you can start doing those larger projects on your own. Some good, good advice. Um, you know, turn the TV off and turn some education on. Um, and I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that it, same realm as Facebook. It's not much video, but it's all audio and they are phenomenal at explaining <clears throat> what's going on, what you should do, who to contact, all that good stuff. It's nothing more than just education at that point. Yeah, definitely. So kind of one last question here on more on you than not. Um, how's your business going? Business is going great. It's, I actually, I, I love it. it. I never would have imagined that, but it's, I love working with my hands. I love doing these little odds and ends. A lot of people would say the things I do are probably more in the, what you might call a professional DIY category, because I actually, I still love putting together Ikea furniture. I love hanging pictures, mirrors, shelves, TVs, things like that. Those are the things I really enjoy doing, which are just easy for me, simple. And they really just change people's lives in the small ways. And yeah, anyway, I, uh, I love it. I've really booked out pretty far for the spring and staying busy and all just from a simple DIY background too. And, and that's awesome that it's an inspirational story. It really is. Um, my background is I started custom home building and I've actually backed all the way down to being a handyman because I don't want all the political stuff and all the, the headaches. <laughs> sure. I, uh, I got thrown into the world hardcore right at the top and I've, I'm all the way back down to just being a handyman. Yep. Faucets. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures. freedom in that. Yep. There is. There is absolutely. <clears throat> so, if anybody's listening in your area uh, looking for a handyman, how do they get a hold of you? Well, the the best way to get a hold of us and to kind of learn more about us too is our website uh, www.insideoutsolutionsmn.com. That's the the best way. Otherwise, my phone number is nine five two four nine one zero two fifty two. And either of those two methods are, are great. We're based out of New Prague, Minnesota, which is kind of southern, uh, southern Minnesota. I'm kind of like the south of the, the river handyman for the area. 
All right. Sounds good. Well, I will put those links in the show notes for people to uh, go f- click on and go find you. And yeah, well, it's been great having you this evening. And uh, you stay uh, stay warm out there until it warms up, huh? <laughs> I'll definitely try. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. That's all the time we have for today's episode. We hope you found our tips and advice helpful for maintaining and repairing your home. Remember, taking care of your home is an ongoing process. So make sure to stay proactive and address any issues as soon as they arise. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to us on our website or social media channels. The links will be in the description. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here at Before It Breaks. Before It Breaks.